Luke, uh, what have you seen lately? It's been a... Uh, I feel like we've both seen a lot in the past, uh, the past yeah, week. Yeah, dude. I've been on a tear <laughs> lately. Yeah. <laughs> An absolute tear. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so lately... What's what's worth? All right, so, you know, there, I watch some some things. I watch are trash and aren't necessarily worth bringing. Yeah, but um, one th- <laughs> so that I did a double feature at the theater the other day. Oh, um, the first of which uh, was a uh, Honey Boy. Ah, uh, yes, by Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, yes, yeah, the Frenchman, and um, yeah. <laughs> and it, the French New Wave, the French actor, New Wave, yeah, <laughs> actor and now screenwriter. Yeah, and um, I must say I adored Honey Boy, and awesome. I always say this on, when I'm on this podcast, but <laughs> it's my new favorite movie. Really, <laughs> of 2019? Yeah, it's yeah. every episode. There's a new every favorite. episode. I'm like, guys, this one though. God, that's a good sign for this year. This is movies. more. This is more so like, and along with Marriage Story, like just something that I. Uh, personally liked mm-hmm. a lot and uh, personally related to a lot so i think that's why i just like i had i was like really just like trying to be honest with myself and you know i, I was creating i was uh adjusting my list with my heart rather than my head and that's <laughs> <laughs> what you so, gotta do you gotta yeah, do yeah which uh, lessons to any li- letterbox listeners out there that's what you gotta do and so <laughs> i just did it i put honey boy at the top spot and it felt right. There you Feels go. Feels right for now. Wait, yeah. So I lift it off your shoulders. Highly recommend Honey Boy. Um, for sure, it's a pretty awesome movie. Awesome. Very touching. I'm excited to see that one. That's uh, it's pretty much based off of Shia LaBeouf's um upbringing, right? Like yeah, him and his yeah, dad. with his, yeah, with him and his dad as he's doing like childhood comedy. Even Steven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's uh. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Anyone, something that anybody can uh, relate to, and it's not like it's not like gimmicky in any way at all on how like it's based off a known, a very you know one of the most famous movie stars of the past decade, arguably. Yeah, it's very much its own thing. You know, you don't even you. It could be some. It could be its own film without Shia LaBeouf. You know, existing or without it being about Shia LaBeouf. You know, mm-hmm. it's all. It's just really well done overall awesome he's he kind of went off the deep end a little bit obviously um in the past yeah. few years but <laughs> which you see in this movie you see like a little <laughs> a little dive into that like really? uh behind the scenes yeah it's kind of like half that mm-hmm. and um half the childhood section gotcha so yeah. you got like the child actor and um and uh lucas hedges playing older LaBeouf. interesting yeah wow yeah I, I'm definitely he's someone who now after you know the hype around Honey Boy and Peanut Butter Falcon and I just seen some interviews with him this year I'm always interested in seeing what he's doing next now yeah he seems no, like a he's, very interesting um, person oh you know he for sure <laughs> he for sure is and he's got some great um he's got some great 2010s roles mm-hmm. um like if in the future if we end up doing a like decade list on the pod there will be some movies on there and like where shia labeouf was in it um transformers for sure on my list um, yeah yeah <laughs> the transformers three then transformers two yes all of them yep the moon and the night and whatever 
whatever they're all called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so there's Honey Boy. And Honey so Boy. then tra- transition to uh, a little film called Ford vs. Ferrari. Ah, yes. Which happens. So this is a weird uh, little thing. Um, the child actor Noah Hoop or Joop. <laughs> <laughs> what is, is one of them. Joop Hoop. Uh, <laughs> Japoopy. Uh, <laughs> Noah, Noah Japoopy. He plays um, shot young Shia LaBeouf in Honey Boy. Um, I didn't realize this as I sat through the two hour, two and a half hour, around two and a half hour Ford versus Ferrari afterwards that this same child actor was Christian Bale's son <laughs> in the movie. Wow. It's just, just really, str- just a little strange, uh, strange thing <laughs> that happened. <laughs> and one day you saw that two movies that this kid's ever been in yeah right <laughs> it, it was a very different roles one where i was like wow i'm gonna cry right now and another where i'm just like what the hell is this kid even saying you know like, what is this stupid hollywood movie um they but, drive fast <laughs> yeah well no he's he has lines like um he has lines like uh like why is um why is he going slower on this lap? Or like <laughs> he's got another lap record, mom. Like as he's watching on the TV, as he's watching on the TV. Uh, <laughs> but um, so aside from uh, totally bashing this poor child actor, who um happens to be uh, very uh, talented from what I've seen so far, um, seems to have a great year. Two big movies, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so Ford versus Ferrari, I. Did definitely did not like as much as a uh, Honey Boy, um, but I definitely enjoyed it. I definitely did not regret seeing it in the theater. Um, That's good. It's like a fun. Uh, it's like a fun, like you know, typical like escapist historical sports movie. You know, sort of. Mm-hmm. You know, based on a true story, sort of thing. You know, there's like you know, you got two uh, awesome, you know, very well liked Hollywood actors you know talented mm-hmm. carrying it and um it just very i saw it in imax theater so there were like really exhilarating car um racing scenes that uh sounded great and looked great and you know there's just a lot of silly hollywood fluff in it that you yeah, um that's <laughs> like i wouldn't even say that i you know you have to get through it it's kind of fun i almost it's kind of fun just to like be around the hollywood fluff Oh, oh if yeah. you will, considering a lot of the films I see in theaters are um, not so much that, you know, they're a little small. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not maybe not even smaller, but um, more original than this movie, than this movie, yeah. maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed Ford versus Ferrari. There's a lot of films I liked least this year mm-hmm. um, than than it. And yeah, it's fun. Nice. Yeah, yeah I've been on the fence to see it just because it. It seems like it's, uh, I guess, just a straightforward Hollywood. Yeah. Like they, I don't, yeah, just kind of a by the books uh, movie with two actors that are gonna, you know, bring in the money at the box office. Exactly. It is exactly. Mm-hmm. It's and, and feels like a like a lot of parts where it has a lot mm-hmm. of moving parts. You know that the that whole Marvel uh, <laughs> syndrome, if yeah. you will. Um, but. Yeah, yeah. it still seems like a good movie. There's this is one worse. I want to see. Yeah, there's yeah. worse movies out there. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so that's Ford versus Ferrari. So, uh, um, all right. So uh, next, brace yourself, John. Oh, strapped in. <laughs> the next day, I got a change of pants ready. <laughs> <laughs> I I watched one of your favorite movies of the year. Oh, Under the Silver Lake. Under the Silver Lake. Now it's that's got to take over for Honey Boy, right? <laughs> so now in the podcast i know i just said honey boy in the podcast but under the silver oh, lake man it changes so fast <laughs> <laughs> just like that <laughs> wow it was yeah, it was honey think? boy then ford versus ferrari and now it's under the silver it's, lake. yeah every movie you see it's yeah it changes <laughs> yeah i liked uh, i enjoyed under the silver lake a lot it's uh quite a rabbit hole and i really understood why you liked it and other um other people who've recommended to me just couldn't stop raving about it um mm-hmm. especially since you you're a big a, you know like a big hitchcock supporter and this film literally has like shot for shot looks well not oh. only hitchcock posters everywhere but it has like like Andrew Garfield driving around and, and they're trying to frame it just like vertigo or something Mm. like that. Or, you know, it looks, it looks exactly like it, except it's digital. Yes. Yeah. A lot of nods. I felt like to vertigo and rear window and it, yeah, it's even the score too. It felt like a Bernard Herman score in a Hitchcock movie. And I thought it was cool how it's, it was paying just such direct homage to those movies you know mm-hmm. just because it no but not a lot of uh modern movies are so directly doing that you yeah. know what i mean it, it, it's exactly, like yeah. it, it's like a, it, it, there's a lot of respect for the genre that it's mm-hmm. doing and it shows that there's a lot of knowledge of that genre you know what i mean and obviously as the story progresses it shows that <laughs> it does yeah it's very comfortable in that genre you know it's an exploration of the genre almost if you will yeah yeah it's a it's a weird one too it's not yeah it's definitely one i could see you know, the average moviegoer just not really caring for it yeah yeah i can um, see like both sides i can see like yeah. people raving about it. i can see people being like i hated that yeah exactly yeah that's why i'm I'm not like offended if someone hates it i'm like i I can see that yeah but for me it's uh yeah i don't know everything together it it just kind of took me it caught me off guard because i i was like oh i've heard like interesting stuff about this um just the backstory behind it and then watched it and it was just hooked um from the get-go so Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh yeah one of my favorites that technically came out this year uh but yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited that you uh that you saw it yeah, yeah. andrew garfield was uh great in it i love andrew yeah. garfield and uh i love that opening his like apartment set too mm-hmm. like yeah. like it was a great way to start off the movie it just felt i just felt very comfy in that <laughs> living space yeah the yeah just the atmosphere of everything too. yeah and just the at the conspiracy crazy wacko atmosphere yep. it builds throughout is just yeah it's really cool it just got a lot of like just really stunning thrilling moments where you're just like whoa <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah whoa yeah <laughs> exactly i yeah i saw someone say it's almost like uh um 
I forget the name of the the director, but it's it's almost as if he wanted to pay homage to Hitchcock and David Lynch in like one movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way, yeah, I, I, I would see that. I would say mm-hmm. so for sure. A little De Palma too, because it's extra. Yes. It's extra violent. Yes, and De, pa- yeah. De Palma's violent. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. I. I highly recommend that you uh, check out eventually Inherent Vice because mm-hmm. Inherent Vice, it's not really, yes. I wouldn't say it's exactly, I, it's very different from this movie, but in a way it's very similar because it's, um, it's, it's fairly hard to follow. It's like a mystery that's very intentionally hard to follow mm-hmm. and kind of to build an atmosphere throughout, except the atmosphere is, uh, very different it's more it it has like conspiracy elements but um yeah very different movie (laughs) very different movie still (laughs) but uh i I think especially since you enjoyed this it it, uh makes me more confident that you will really like inherent vice awesome yeah you told me so much about that and i actually um so after like watching under the silver lake i wanted to see what other people thought about it who saw it and there's a lot of people on uh on reddit i think there's a whole subreddit for it just for like little conspiracy theories about it fan theories whatnot and Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people were comparing it to inherent vice and that so that just yeah it's i don't know why it's taking me so long to see it after getting having it recommended um, (laughs) directly and indirectly so many times so right yeah inherent vice that's okay that's high on my list yeah Awesome. Yeah, so um happy happy I saw that. Another yeah, a lot of I'm getting really more into the 2019 uh run. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um and then after that, I had a I watched Soderbergh's The Girlfriend Experience. Um which I highly recommend. It's kind of like a prostitute movie. <laughs> <laughs> Right up my alley. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Um, so, and I want to bridge that with a film I watched today. Um, before I watched Ashes and Diamonds, I watched John Luc Godard's Vivre Savi, which is another oh. prostitute movie that is very good. <laughs> wow. You're, yeah, you're diving into the prostitute movies. So, now. if you're nice. ever, you know, in the mood, John, I've got a couple <laughs> great recommendations for you. Always in the mood for a good prostitute movie. You know? Yeah, that's, that's what people say about me. Yeah. Who isn't? I mean, yeah, we're 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 men, John. <laughs> yeah, just guys being guys. We're men. <laughs> Watching John Lucadard and Steven Soderbergh <laughs> prostitute movies. Oh man, yeah, that's what everyone does after watching Monday Night Football. So like, hey guys, let's go watch some Godard. Vivre yeah. Savi. Yeah. Um. Both. I will. Um. Joking aside, are um brilliant. I will say. Cool. So yeah, good. I remember you talking about Godard too. There's a lot of his on. Yeah, I'm Criterion really. I'm channel. trying to knock the Godards down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just getting the Godard. Nice. That's and, awesome. And so then I broke out the Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I broke out the Disney Plus and I watched the Phantom Menace. Phantom which Menace really sucked. <laughs> now this is pottery. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, that was a. It was a rough one. This time around, sometimes I can get into it, but this, you know, mm-hmm. but sometimes I can't. And this was one of those times where I was like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's funny is I know I'll just keep rewatching it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just like I don't know if you do you remember in uh, I think in high school we went to it was re-released on in like 3D maybe. Did and we go? we went to the theater and we saw it, yeah. And that was <laughs> it was probably the my favorite time watching Phantom Menace. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember maybe, that. Maybe when I first saw it uh when I was like eight or whatever it's got, it's, I, I loved it then, oh yeah. yeah it's like on one mm-hmm. end it's like i'm watching it now and i like can't i can't bring myself at all to like like anything about it you know i really don't <laughs> like anything about it you don't like love, love hearing about space trade negotiations <laughs> <laughs> yeah and listening to the asian tra- uh the asian trade federation over and over again yeah um I, I mean, I do like the very quick Darth Maul fight, which is very quick. Mm. Um, that yeah, that part is amazing. Darth Maul's yeah, it's so cool, but it's too great quick. character it's too, too quick. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so then the, there's that, and then there's just so much childhood nostalgia packed in. Mm-hmm. But um, I almost feel like that's wearing off. So that like, <laughs> um, that's why I'm just like, I, it's hard to get the Phantom Menace is hard to get through. Yeah, um, but I'm doing that mainly because of the new Star Wars movie coming out. Yeah. Um. So then after that on Disney Plus, I watched Beauty and the Beast for the first time oh. in ten to fifteen years, maybe. The and OG. I was, yes. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, and mm. I was blown away <laughs> wow. by how good Beauty and the Beast was. Uh, had a lot of fun. Re- such nice. Great. One of the best love stories in cinema, maybe. Wow. Um, now, I haven't seen the original in a while, but oh, I had yeah, seen the the live oh, action. Oh, the live one. it makes me want to watch mm-hmm. the live action one. Yeah, so good. And then after that, watch Attack of the Clones, which is ah, not yes. great, but I also think it's a I think it's better than the Phantom Menace. Like oh, okay. I think See, it, I, I think it has more going for it, you know? I think it has a lot I think of, that's true, yeah. A lot of there's a lot of cringe, you know. There's a lot of cringe, mm-hmm. but I just think it has a lot more going for it, like towards the end goal of the original prequel trilogy. And I've just, in, at least in comparison to that, the Phantom Menace doesn't do anything. At mm-hmm. least Attack of the Clones does something. That's the one of the prequels that I've seen the least, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think I it's remember... probably known as the worst prequel by most. I, I feel like just because mm-hmm. of the Hayden Christensen and the the romance <laughs> scenes are are, yeah, are pretty atrocious, you know. Like they're the most memed scenes. So sand. Uh, well, they talk about sand. Yeah. isn't that in that one? But yeah. I think I almost give it that that points just because I look forward to seeing the meme <laughs> scenes. Yeah, that's true. Those are it's still enjoyable. I love hearing Hayden Christensen talk about sand. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah um i do also see it from attack of the clones i remember as a kid that was like amazing to me like i loved yes uh, i couldn't stop watching the it. different planets yeah yes and, could not and stop. The, the, the fact that I, I feel like they thought the more jedis lightsabers that we put in this movie yeah. the more people are gonna like it and yeah. as a as a kid i that was so true Exactly. Like, so like, oh my, there's like a hundred Jedi's here. <laughs> like, that's so cool. There's like a hundred Jedi's in here. <laughs> and now it's like, well, that's that's too many Jedi's. Wow. Too yeah. many Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I tell you, I'm I'm glad you're you're going through that because um I actually, that's one of my goals before the new one comes out is to watch all the prequels. Yeah. Um because I haven't seen those in a while. 
been a while since I, I probably watch them every year. Honestly, it's just <laughs> it's just another excuse to watch them. I'm just I'm almost I'm I'm way too deep into the prequels. Like I I've <laughs> I've like watched rewatched them so much and rethought them and like all this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I'm gonna rewatch the original trilogy and the new the new trilogy. I'll oh, watch. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the uh, the new one, but I'm I'm also glad that they're kind of wrapping up the whole Skywalker saga in a way because um, yeah, I mean I, it's it's just weird to me that they're always just. Um, it's all connected to this one family, this one canon in a way. Yeah, so yeah. there's always going to be so many people up in arms that, like, well, how come Ray's not this person's <laughs> son or daughter? I know. You know. It's just, there's always, people have their own theories about everything. Yeah, and that's, that why, um, that's why people hated The Last Jedi is because it kind of made the statement that like Ray isn't like anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. That Ray people don't always have to be someone's daughter, or son. which is kind yeah. of which is kind of you could argue is what's cool about the Last Jedi is that mm-hmm. it kind of reinvents the Star Wars uh, ideology in a way, which is why I liked it. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, and so and so like you know, I think there's a lot of uh, talk by uh, executives at Disney and stuff like to not make uh say the same mistakes as the last jedi you know um Mm. to be more fan pleasing and um you know from what i've heard jj abrams is uh, not is kind of still taking ryan johnson's movie and going forward with it and not really trying to redo anything he did and trying to like kind of uh follow up follow it up in the right way you know like in a real way mm-hmm. like like i think jj abrams what's good is i think jj abrams actually really liked what the last jedi had to offer so mm-hmm. um i think he's like taking its ideas further so it, it makes me look forward to the movie um more because of that yeah yeah definitely it's it definitely last jedi wasn't like a by the books no star wars and sort of which yeah. was which is which the force yeah. awakens was a hundred percent so yeah mm-hmm. like yeah and so disney it, obviously they they went they originally had con trevaro directing that who's more of an indie guy well then i guess i think he did jurassic world well, then some indie um, movies. yeah yeah he did <laughs> um but i think they took colin trevorrow away from the final film yeah. once the last jedi hit and they're like, all right, mm-hmm. we're not doing this again. We're going back to Old Faithful with J.J. Abrams. And that's why safe, we've got J.J. Yeah. finishing it off. Yeah, it's definitely the the safe way to go for them. Oh, yeah, he's the... Which will probably pay off for the, in the long run, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then uh, I think Ryan Johnson is still directing a whole new trilogy. Yes, uh, which them, I will so. watch the shit out of. <laughs> yes, I'm not. Sure. I, I'm not watching yes. Ma- The Mandalorian... No, I'm, I'm, I actually am. Oh, really? Yeah. Right now. <laughs> well, at current moment, I'm podcasting, but well, no, uh... yeah, I, <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, I uh, yeah. I mean, well, do you still have uh, do you still have any uh, plugs into what uh, you've been watching? No, lately? no. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, I guess that's a good transition. I have been watching The Mandalorian, and I actually uh, I really enjoy it. Yeah. And... Is it about bounty hunters? 
so it's about a bounty hunter who's like he's a man he's a Mandalorian race, which I guess is the race of you know Boba Fett, Django Fett. Right. Um and uh it's created by John Favreau. Um it's Pedro Pascal, he's the the Mandalorian, and then Werner Herzog, Carl Weathers they're in it. Mm. Um the biggest but, reason to watch. Yes, it is. And it is a space Western. They've been very clear that Ooh. that's what they were going for. And it it does feel, honestly, like a um, Clint Eastwood Western set in space. Um, so, I, I yeah, nice. I've been enjoying it. That's I think cool. three episodes have been released so far. Um, and there's been a lot of memes about it um, for Baby Yoda, which um, I've seen everywhere on social media. I'm so now, sick but, of it. Uh, yeah. I know it's that's that part is getting me annoyed with it, but I uh, yeah it's it's been a good Star Wars story and it's it's just it's different from just anything in in the prequels or the original trilogy or the new trilogy now is just sort of its own thing and it's yeah it, it just feels like a space western so I I definitely like it and it's um, yeah which is originally what Star Wars was um, was was a space yeah, a western. western at yeah at its yeah. core. Yeah, I would, I would, so I'd recommend it. I, th- and it's nice that they're half an hour too. It's not super difficult to yeah. to get into. Yeah, no, that's anything. cool. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely. Um, I think a lot of people, a lot of Star Wars fans are gonna love it just because it looks cool and it has to do with Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's not a, every it's Star a... Wars fan is gonna be like, like you, like this is a space western. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, this is like Leone in space. Yeah. <laughs> Now they're gonna be like, "Oh, it's so cool! He got—he's the same armor as Boba Fett." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, I like it, and it's—I'm—I'm uh, I'm hoping they do moving forward. They do more things like this. That's, nice. That's um, that's good to hear because I feel like Star Wars yeah. has just been on a very bad run. Yes, which is yeah. why I didn't want to watch this show. Um, but I've, if, I've, from what you're saying, it sounds much better than something like Solo and Rogue mm-hmm. One, for instance. I've definitely started to get Star Wars fatigue. Yeah, um, that's for sure. Whereas in you know when the Force Awakens was coming out, I was so excited to see that, and now the you know the last one in this trilogy is coming out, and I honest I forget about it all the time. Yeah, I yeah. forget that that's still coming out. This me year. too. Me too. I'm thinking about yeah. like uncut gems. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh yeah, the, uh, the, the end Irishman. of the Star Wars trilogy is happening, sort of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, movie. It's gonna make a ton of money, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know. It's it, even though star Wars is probably my favorite movie of all time. It just hasn't been on my radar as much because yeah, it's, it's, I mean like, yeah, that original so star much. Wars is so different from yeah this current, the Disney star Wars, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the Mandalorian, I would say is a little more, uh, gritty than, um, much more gritty than the prequels and, the. The new trilogy too, so I think it cool. tries to be a little bit more like the uh, the original trilogy. Um, nice, but yeah, so that's uh, the Mandalorian. Um, also, twenty nineteen movies um, that I've seen. I saw the Joker. Uh, yes. or Joker. Yeah, I saw that. And um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of things to say. I definitely I looked up a lot of um, uh, other reviews about it, and it's just it's so. It's like a cluster. It's a clusterfuck of uh, of opinions, yeah. you know. And I, what I would say is, I 
so the the people who freak out about it um you know inspiring incels or people to you know do crazy shit like the joker uh i don't i don't think it inspires that i mean if someone is crazy like the guy who shot at the theater like he was going to do something whether or not there was a movie about the joker um because he was obviously insane um but uh because it's not about that it's it's definitely about mental illness and a lot about class Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah totally seems like it yeah the and, trailer and, you can like read very much the direction it's going yes yes and and a lot of people i i think just based on maybe because of the shooting that they thought it was gonna inspire something like that again but um and i it was fine i i enjoyed some parts of it joaquin phoenix is obviously great but i think it was trying to it was it, not every movie needs to have like a a message about society and everything, but I feel like this was trying to, to tell you the whole time that it's about something super important. Yeah. This is, this is big world, you know, commentary, you know, real world commentary at work here. Like, look at this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's one of the reasons why I haven't wanted to see it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I felt like it, it felt, it just felt flat. Yeah, me. like I know so, yeah. I sh- I like I should see it just to you know as a movie watcher. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. yeah, like I just like I've had this feeling in my gut like just that I know I'm not going to like it. Yeah. You know. It's uh, yeah, it's um I don't I've seen I saw a bunch of reviews where people are just praising the shit out of it and Yeah. I'm I'm fine if if you like it but I uh, but I feel like there's a lot of sort of fanboy mentality about Yeah, I mean there yeah about it yeah and it's like it's not as important as it um thinks it is yeah and and it's really just ripping off uh one of our uh old our podcast episodes 80s scorsese (laughs) yes it is he's doing so much like comedy you know it's like pretty obvious that's what that's the and it's just if you want to watch a movie about these type of themes Watch King of Comedy or Taxi Driver because this is so much inspired. Yeah, by those so two I movies. I don't know. I've just like I'm maybe it's it's not maybe it's not totally fair, but I've just kind of thought this whole time that like you know Todd Phillips is just kind of a hack for what he's doing because mm-hmm. he's just very directly ripping off this yeah like Scorsese with um a character that is you know is not very hard to like you know, sell or to mm-hmm. make an intriguing movie about. He's one of the most intriguing characters in anything, you know, for yeah. just a, objectively for people, you know, and ma- for mass audiences. It's, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's all, it's, I, I don't give him a lot of credit for like, even if it was good, I wouldn't get, I don't know if I'd give him how much credit I'd necessarily, I don't know. It's similar to yeah. like, say, nolan like blending heat with the joker but i give nolan a lot lot more like credit for that i don't know maybe i just maybe i just need to see joker uh so i can get set this straight (laughs) yeah i'm interested to to hear your thoughts on it um yeah who knows when i will see it i mean i should probably see it by the end of the year but i would recommend seeing it but i i understand not wanting to rush to see it because i don't think it's necessarily worth it yeah right um yeah and the way the same way like uh hangover is sort of like kind of the hangover movies can be kind of just like simple humor like this is outrageous whoa this yeah. naked guy jumps out of the trunk yeah, like, yeah i felt this was like sort of a simple 
um, like a simple story on, on mental illness that doesn't really say as much as it thinks it does. And uh, it's just, I, I don't mind having an origin story of the Joker, but I also, uh, I, it also seems like a cash grab to me. Like I, I, the Joker in itself, I think is part of what the Nolan Heath Ledger Joker, what makes it so great is that it's, ambiguous yeah it's just yeah yeah he just wants to watch the world multiple multiple like origin stories told throughout the movie it's like yeah really intriguing yeah he talks about how he got these scars and there's yeah different stories you don't you don't really know how he came to be yeah and i I also feel like just todd phillips is just taking advantage of the fact that joaquin phoenix is late it's late in his career and joaquin phoenix is one of the most adventurous actors in our you know, of our generation Mm -hmm. of this generation. And he's really just down to do anything as long as the role is fun. You know what I mean? Like as long as he's going to have a great time doing it and be able to stick his teeth into it. Mm. And like, you know what I mean? I don't think Joaquin necessarily cares about the meaning of this movie at all. No, I really don't. (laughs) I think Joaquin's just at such a late point in his career that he's just like, all right, yeah, I'll be the Joker. Fuck it. Yeah. It sounds fun. Cause he's really, he, I mean, there's he can't outdo himself at this point with all like, he's not going to outdo like the master or something like that at this point. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he definitely is well aware of, um, I guess at where he's at and what he's done and that he is one of, the greatest living actors um, for sure. And that was the highest point of the film is that he's a great choice to play yeah. this character. Right. Um, if this was Jared Leto, I it would, it would be so terrible. So <laughs> awful. The, at least I, I don't, I mean, I've liked Jared Leto in um, in certain movies, but uh, if this was the same Jared Leto as in suicide squad, it would have been uh, absolutely terrible. So that definitely it had that going for it, but uh, yeah, I don't know a lot to a lot to say about it, but yeah, um, uh, yeah. Well, I guess we should take a quick break now. Yeah, I do have a yeah. And another finish the movie. rest of your uh, what we've seen lately. Yeah, definitely. And then we'll get into some uh, Scorsese. Yeah. All right, and we're back. All right, what's next? And what else uh, did you watch? Yeah, wow, we've seen we've seen a lot of notable stuff lately, um, and I got to bring this one up because <laughs> i was just thinking <laughs> what if the whole podcast was this every time god yeah <laughs> an hour of so i also watched <laughs> this we, uh, yeah this, uh, this has been a big week for us uh, yeah especially uh, you i mean in like a span of like three days you saw like your new favorite movie <laughs> it's here. like he Each must day. have no life at all <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i am i am i am jealous because i i wish i could have seen um, all these 2019 movies that you have too, but I, along with Joker, I saw another one, um, which became one of my favorites of the year. Is uh, I saw Knives Out. Yes, yeah, I saw that. Saw that which you five starred it. I did five star it. Yeah, every um, everyone is that I follow on really on Letterbox. Yeah, everyone oh. seems to really dig it. So can't wait yeah. to see it. Which the trailer the time, is like a banger. So I know the trailer yeah. makes it. I mean, it the looks trailer, so good. Um, I feel like does a great job of getting getting you interested in watching it without giving you any yeah. information Knock about it, what the I movie know. It's is. Like, it about. shows and it shows like the vibe of what you're gonna see. Yep, for sure. Exactly, and it's 
kind of the reason I uh, it's one of my favorite movies of the year um, is kind of it checked about every box for me as uh, just an enjoyable movie that uh, like earlier you were talking about you went with your heart over your head for something something like Honey Boy like it's the same with Knives sure. Out I think it's um, I think it's generally a enjoyable movie that anyone would really like for me it's one that checked a lot of boxes as to what I enjoy just with my taste um i'm definitely a fan of the classic whodunit mm-hmm. or Ag- you know agatha christie yeah um type stories clue. uh clue is one of my favorite movies i love and then there were none um and um uh, knives out it feels just like one of those but um you know in modern day and ryan johnson is obviously just a huge fan of um you know, classic murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I mean, you could see it in other movies he's made, like uh, like Brick, which I talked about last episode. Like, after watching that, clearly Ryan Johnson is a huge just movie fan um, and loves film noir. And when you watch this, you can tell he's just a huge fan of the murder mystery. And, nice. Uh, um, yeah, super fun movie. It was, it was really funny. Um, everyone is great in it. It has such a great cast. Um, yeah, yeah like you can't even like when you see the trailer and then Jamie Lee, all of a sudden you see Jamie Lee Curtis, you yeah. know, like hugging her whoever in it or like Daniel Craig or, or somebody like and you're just like, what the hell? Like, yeah, this this cast is unreal. And then Insane. Chris Evans, com- Evans comes out. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. we've already seen, you know, like we've already we've already seen Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel mm-hmm. Craig and and more it's like this is crazy so yeah it also just makes it gives you confidence in the project you're like totally. right, you mm-hmm. know like if this many people are on board with it yeah and it's it, yeah it's got actors that everyone knows and that um everyone everyone loves i guess that would get someone to go jamie lee curtis chris evans obviously everyone knows him daniel craig yeah uh and then it's also got some of the best i guess up and coming um actors like i i don't even know if you'd call a keith stanfield up and coming now but he's one of the younger actors that yeah, i feel like sh- is for getting sure. a ton of roles now younger gener- and, um, the new generation new generation yes yeah. and uh anna de armas too who yeah um for sure later on at 2049 yeah um few other things too she's uh she's becoming sort of a more of a household um name too uh but yeah it's top to bottom the cast is great it's such a a fun movie uh and one it really it was more enjoyable seeing it in the theater not only because just because the overall theater experience but um this was the first time in a while that i had really just enjoyed a movie with a crowd Mm. um yeah because everyone's like holler you know like maybe laughing a lot and yeah cheering maybe even yeah yeah people were people at the end of it clapped which i always think is funny when people clap at the end of a movie yeah ryan johnson's not there none of the actors are there but uh it's nice it is nice to see that yeah because it's like okay we all collectively as human beings enjoyed this experience together um but yeah, yeah ra- rather than like when I saw the lighthouse, for instance, I was wondering like, <laughs> what did any everyone think of this? You yeah, know? what are all these people thinking leaving it now? I, yeah. I just I'm looking at all the old people in the theater. I'm like, they must have been so confused. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, people 
people go to see a movie just because it's uh it seems interesting but then they have no idea it's something like the lighthouse yeah right but uh yeah this is something i definitely i feel like it's a it's a crowd pleaser but not in uh not in a bad way Mm. um and it also it it doesn't feel like a uh uh a murder mystery or a whodunit you always know there's going to be sort of a twist um but it's still i feel like it works um in knives out so well and it's not really a by the books like because i i was worried going into it that it's like oh okay like first half hour i'm gonna figure out who it is um and and it's really it's not that simple you know it's not just one um one person it's not just one sort of act um it's yeah it's more complex i guess Um, gotcha but uh yeah super easy watch really fun yeah um a must see in theaters for me yeah must see in theaters yeah and and uh, i'm guessing if if you see it with a crowd which uh, i'm sure it should do pretty well at the box office (laughs) they will probably um, clap yes they'll probably clap and and laugh and (laughs) cheer whatever so uh yeah knives out um really good 2019 movie uh and then couple others i'll touch on before we get to this week's uh movies but uh i'm also trying to watch all of noah bombach's movies that are on netflix before marriage story comes out Mm, i think there's a good amount yes he has uh i think four or five i'm trying to watch them in chronological order that they're on there nice Um, that's not what i did yeah (laughs) (laughs) i watch them all out of order Yes, yeah, so I've seen so Francis Ha is the only one of his that I've seen, um, but prior to these two, then ended up seeing Kicking and Screaming and Squid and the Whale, which are on Netflix. And nice. um, yeah, Kicking uh, and Screaming yeah. is the only one I have not seen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, th- I think I that think was his first is. feature. It, yeah, first film. one. Um, and I think and, there's a there's a big gap between that movie and the Squid and the Whale. Yeah, like, I think. Ten years. Kicking and Screaming was like ninety ninety six, and Squid in the Whale was like two thousand five. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and uh, both both solid movies. It gets it gets you a good, uh, I guess, taste of what Noah Baumbach is like. Um, and yeah, it's. Uh, I'm excited to see Marriage yeah, Story. Now. I like the Squid in the Whale a lot. Actually. I really like yeah. Squid in the I, Whale, and I Francis like uh, I like uh, Jeff Daniels. He's like yes. always like uh, he's like <laughs> he's like telling his kids he's like these upper class uh bureaucrats don't uh <laughs> promote good reading in schools or i don't know something <laughs> like that it's just like yeah he always has really funny like just like completely pretentious lines that yeah are like played off so well you know like just, yeah I don't, like just so real you know mm. yeah jeff daniels is so great being that like pretentious dad trying to teach his sons and about what the sons are looking for approval and stuff yep. and mm-hmm. yeah it's that was yeah squid the whale is a great one um and i i imagine it um will have similar themes i guess to marriage story and just noah baumbach obviously yeah does a lot of it with family yeah um, very much very much so um so yeah i'm excited to see marriage story and i think i got a couple more that i gotta watch before marriage story comes out which i think is next week um oh yeah and then uh another i guess sort of binge i'm trying to do is um trying to watch all the bond movies in order um before before christmas i don't really know why (laughs) (laughs) i don't really know why i had the desire to do this this week but i was like uh i guess i don't know the holidays almost get me in the mood for like franchise 
um, right. movies yeah. in a way, like Star Wars, James Bond, something yeah, like that. Like, so, it's a feeling of comfort, you know, it's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I and I I have seen probably three quarters of all twenty four Bond movies. Uh, so there's some I haven't seen, but uh, um, yeah, I'm trying to do that. And there's a lot between the the first few and the and a couple of the newer ones. There's a lot of crap in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see some of those that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, but, um, I've like wanted to go down that road because you know why not. And, mm-hmm. But I, I've hesitated just because of how much there is. Oh yes, there's so much there's I lot. haven't seen. Yeah, and but I also I do love the spy genre. So yeah, me too. Part of me just wants to do it for that. And yeah, and I, I guess um, so. I, basically, I started off. I'd seen Doctor No recently, which is the first one, and um, then the next two I watched, which are two and three, I guess in this series, are from R- Russia with Love and Goldfinger. Um, which are two of my favorite Bond ones, which kind of it's it's going to be a little bit of a dip from uh. Uh, from here on out. But um, <laughs> I, I love I genuinely love those Bond movies ever since I was a kid. I uh, watched those and loved those. Um, and the thing is, those are probably my top four Bond films. And then the other two, I would say, are my top four are Daniel Craig ones. So um yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I'm 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 excited to dive back into James Bond because it's definitely yeah. been a, a franchise that I've been a fan of my whole life. But um, yeah, I uh, hopefully we'll get through all 24 um, by the uh, end of the year. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, there's no James Bond movie then so coming out. So yeah. you'll just have but there that. is a new one coming out in 2020. Well, there, yeah, so I'll be That's well true. prepared for that. Ah, yeah, maybe yeah. So maybe you can, yeah, you could take your time, or you could just yeah. do them all now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It, it'll and probably like, be, you're like, be you're, April you're by like, the time I finish. I'll, but... I'll do them now. I'll do them yeah. now. <laughs> I say that, but then it's gonna be next week, and I'm like, ah, I don't really. I've watched like ten James Bond movies in the past week. I don't need to watch another one. <laughs> yeah, um, right. There's a lot of time. There's a lot of time uh, chances. You'll have a lot of chances to give up. <laughs> yeah, my my moods will definitely change um, as into what I want to watch. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, and with that, uh, that was that's kind of the notables that I've seen. Um, and right after this podcast tonight, um, this is the first day that The Irishman is on Netflix. So right after this podcast, I'm going to be watching the the, uh, the Irishman. So are you? Yes. Right after we're done. Right after we're done. That's my big uh, Thanksgiving Eve plans. <laughs> nice. To, nice. Um, Have watch fun, man. A three and a half hour movie. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Can't. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of the Irishman and Scorsese, we. Um, have our sort of final episode of uh, November, the month of Scorsese. And it's about two of um, his, I guess, favorite his films. faves. Or, yeah, just <laughs> Scorsese, his personal favorite films. Yeah, yeah Scorsese calls it that. <laughs> my, fa- my faves. <laughs> yeah, my faves, man. And uh, yeah, they're Johnny Guitar and Ashes and Diamonds. Yeah, um, both uh, pretty iconic movies. Ashes mm-hmm. and Diamonds I had never seen before, but like I had seen it. Do we want to start with Ashes and Diamonds? <laughs> Let's start with Ashes and Diamonds, yeah. <laughs> I've seen like it's like a cover I saw everywhere. Um, you know, like mm-hmm. in film lists all over. Um 
and like on the Criterion channel, it was always in the um, the essential art house section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and it, like the main, it shows you know it's like that badass cover with um, our main <laughs> char- character Matsiek, uh, you know, with a gun, yes. and you're just like, what am I? I've always been like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> Dub know? the and, the Polish James Dean too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, dude, that is so good. Yes. That's yeah. Totally what it is. Um, that's not. That's not. I didn't come up with that. That was. Oh, uh, you didn't. Scorsese said that in an interview. Okay. Yeah, that I looked up on YouTube. So <laughs> I won't take credit, Marty. Sorry. I will yeah. take zero credit for that. But uh, but it makes sense. Uh, yeah. I watched it. I watched it on YouTube. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It totally makes sense. I didn't even think about it. Polish. Um. Soon, yeah. Yeah. So like that's why I suggested out of all of the movies that Martin Scorsese likes, the guy likes movies. Why yeah. not this one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, here I'll read the I'll read the plot really quick um, for those of you who don't know about it. It's a Polish movie, and uh, what is it, Masik? Masik? I think uh, so. Something like that. A young resistance fighter is ordered to kill Suka, a communist district leader, <laughs> on the last day of World War II. <laughs> Though killing has been easy for him in the past, Suka was a fellow soldier and Masik Masik must decide whether to follow his orders. Um yep. so yeah, it takes place right after uh right after World War Two yeah. in Poland. Which is uh, yeah, it um, kind of just shows like an interesting transition time for yes. a country, you know, where mm-hmm. I think I read I'm I i will not take credit for this line either, John, but I, <laughs> I think I read this somewhere <laughs> that it's like um, or it was maybe on the cover also or in the description in the Criterion channel um, uh, and how it's packaged in the Criterion channel. It, it says like, you know, the war, World War II is over, but the war is not over in po- Poland. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's, it, it's very, yeah. uh, very interesting. Almost a little, I would almost say it's a little Casablanca-like, if you will. Oh, yes. Good point. You know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely how is. It's kind of a like, it's a constant soiree um amid like political um political conflicts and uh, like and a lot of um a lot of uh reminiscing yes Uh, a lot of a lot of um a lot of uh uh, reflecting Um, thinking about the old days yeah from the main character Mm -hmm. and just kind of uh our main uh our main character our our polish james dean matsiak is uh (laughs) kind of um questioning his uh allegiances and why he is uh uh, chosen to he's a he's an assassin so he's he's um kind of pon, he's uh pondering pondering why like why he's um chosen to make these decisions he's made and who like whether he's actually been working for the right cause mm-hmm. uh, essentially throughout and um yeah very intriguing nice to plug Cla- Ca- Casablanca also uh one of the first times in the pod considering the name of the podcast Yes. So, <laughs> I finally got to do that. Yeah. I think I think the very, very first episode of the podcast was was about Casablanca. Other than that, yeah. So that's <laughs> after that we nice never nod. heard from it again. <laughs> yeah, I definitely I uh I didn't even think about that, but uh the Casablanca comparison is great because um Yeah, it's yeah. like a darker it's a darker it's Much not darker about love, it's gritty, it's a mm-hmm. yeah. The the love story is sort of the the side plot here. Yeah. Yes. Um Whereas it's the main one in Casablanca, but uh, yeah, it's um, it's yeah, it's interesting um, comparing it to the movies from uh, our last episode. 
um, much like Memories of Underdevelopment, it's sort of a take on a um, a, a well-known overarching event um, mm-hmm. that you don't see too much of. You know, you don't exactly. really see too much of like the aftermath in somewhere like Poland, which is so much affected yeah, yeah. by the war. Such as, um, uh, yeah, Memories of Underdevelopment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mars Scorsese um, has a he has a type. He does. <laughs> he yeah. likes this type of stuff for sure. Exactly. Yeah. That was that was my next thing is that he you can after watching these now you can see sort of his taste and his yeah um, interests and uh, and in that same interview where he um, he mentioned the main character as sort of the Polish James Dean he yeah um, he talked about watching a movie like this is he could see why. Um, not only why it, it's a it's a good movie or a quality movie, but why it matters, I guess, and mm. why it's important. Um, yeah, yeah, and I definitely I definitely see that it's uh, um, it's an interesting take on a just sort of a troubled character in in general, and sort of you see his his demise, which is interesting too. How he sort of uh, spoiler, but he uh, <laughs> he dies. In the end, he, he dies, and he's just like in a in a dump uh in yeah. a way and uh yeah it's uh yeah it's definitely uh i guess more of a profound movie than than joker um <laughs> i would say whoa um, yeah <laughs> whoa dude <laughs> but yeah you can really see um i could see scorsese's i guess influence um or mm. how this you know i mean how this influenced him um and yeah and just see more of his more of his taste from it yeah ashton's diamonds yeah um another solid um international international movie that uh, scorsese <laughs> recommends <laughs> yeah uh yeah i love that uh uh that final death scene also um mm-hmm. how he's how he ends up running through the cloth and they look for they they look for him but he ends up just kind of um rubbing his head you see him kind of pop out and rub his bloody hands on the shirt and then they just kind of run off mm-hmm. you know they don't even like yeah. they, they never finish him off he just kind of stays there and dies it, it just kind of fits everything that's been built up about the character uh yeah yeah so far so and, and that's something that kind of hit me at the end like um where i i like learned about a lot about the movie just by the end you know by mm-hmm. the end scene which was similar um i think you will when you watch the irishman you will find something similar. It's like towards the end, a lot of it really comes together and you kind of see what all this, what like all the point of all this <laughs> is mm-hmm. essentially, you know, what is, what is between the lines? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely, it makes me more excited to watch the Irishman now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ashes of Diamonds is definitely, uh, regardless of it being one of Scorsese's favorite movies, it's uh, it definitely seems like an important one um, for s- cinema history. True. Um, I think it's yeah. also, um, I might be wrong. I mean, I'm, <laughs> this is probably not a big stretch to say, but I think it's very well regarded uh, by also like Francis Ford Coppola and stuff like mm. that. Like I've seen on many, I, I've always, I, I like looking at um, uh, just like, director's favorite movies a lot yeah. and mm-hmm. um especially historical ones and i think i think francis for coppola likes this makes sense makes <laughs> i don't sense. Have, I, don't quote me on that but i think he does <laughs> he's gonna write into the podcast saying i can't believe you think i like ashes and diamonds yeah i made the and, godfather and we'll be like uh 
yeah, come on, and we can uh, talk about whether you yeah. like ashes and yeah. diamonds. Yeah, we could talk about it, how you hate it, or how you <laughs> love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. He could be mean. He could be uh, as rude to us as if he wanted for oh, yeah. as long as he wanted to. Just come come on. Oh, it's open invitation for uh, Francis Ford Coppola to come on the podcast. Um, yeah, I know he's I mean, been looking you, for he... that. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he lives in your town, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no excuses. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll get him down here in the studio for sure. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, should we move on to the um, other movie that we watched for this episode, which was uh, yeah. Johnny Guitar. Johnny Guitar. My nickname in college. Really? Uh, no. No, no, no. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of silly. Oh, yeah. That would for be a modern, really For modern yeah. college kids. Hey, if there's it, Johnny Guitars here. If this yeah. were the 1950s, yeah, then it would be sweet. You're just like... <laughs> Start playing Johnny Be Good or something. Yeah. yeah. And then you're you're down. You're ready to bust a riff at a moment's <laughs> notice. Yeah. <laughs> Then that would be sweet, but uh, yeah, it was not my nickname in college. But uh, I'll, I'm gonna see if it'll catch on now. We'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're starting a new life in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> I got my guitar sitting over there. Might as well break it out I'm, and take uh, it to the streets. John, I am John, Johnny, uh, Johnny. Actually, Johnny Guitar. <laughs> Johnny Guitar. You can call me Johnny Guitar. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Johnny Guitar is. Uh, it's a great title for a movie. It doesn't tell <laughs> yeah, you too much sure, about this. Sure one. is, sure is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Johnny Guitar is a Western movie, which I, just based on the title, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily guess it's a Western movie. But um, yeah, starring... this is uh, this is one I was looking forward to. Um, yeah, because if I was going to um, recommend a movie for you to see. Uh, you specifically, I would, refer, I, this would be on like, if I like a list of say like 30 to 50 movies, I would, this is definitely one that would be on that list. Awesome. Uh, so yeah. I'm glad that like you Good picked call. it when we were watching while we were picking these, uh, this week's episode. Yeah. This is one that's been on my, uh, my Hulu list for a while. Yeah. And I was like, ah, cause, cause I, I definitely am a, I'm a fan of Westerns and had been wanting to dive even more into them this year and uh yeah it's just been on my list but i yeah and so now, it, now so you can now add it to your western list yes and it's definitely one of my uh one of my favorite westerns now it's um starring a, a badass joan crawford yes and, and uh, um, sterling, sterling hayden our sterling first hayden. sterling hayden uh sighting i think in the uh in the in the podcast i think so yeah and he's god he is awesome he uh, he's he's also in the killing which uh, we yep. talked a little bit about. which is the best movie um <laughs> and uh dr strangelove, dr. Was, strangelove. Which is another one of the best movies yeah two two great movies well three great movies with johnny guitar too um uh yeah but it's a great western and uh it uh it reminded me a lot well here i'll, I'll read the the summary quick but um after helping a wounded gang member a strong-willed female saloon owner is wrongly suspected of murder and bank robbery by a lynch mob um so based on that um in the movie it's uh it reminded me a lot of sort of um outrage culture now and uh sort of mob mentality Mm. um that i feel like we have nowadays on the internet 
not really in a in a really? small t- western town. Um, wow. But yeah, I, I almost I it kind of reminded me just especially the piano scene when Joan Crawford's doing her thing. Uh, great scene, and uh, sort of this whole mob comes after her, and she's just sort of cool, calm, and collected, and just being her badass self. And um, uh, yeah, it, it reminded me of the way of someone who who um, I guess to some people it seems like they've they've done wrong, but they. Um, the person who is um, sort of being attacked is so confident in themselves that, uh, yeah, they just kind of shrug it off in, in a way that if I were in that situation, I would be like, I, I didn't do anything. I swear. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I really love this movie and Joan Crawford in it. And, yeah. Uh, you got her. Yeah. She's a saloon owner. And uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just like how there's a, it's a, it's such a, you know, it's like such a typical, like in a way, Western, um, um, just like initial, initial, like initial conflict where it's like an old flame of hers is mm-hmm. now, you know, threatening her, and you know, and now there's a giant conflict amid the town and stuff, stuff like that. It's, you know, so it's so you know, Rio Bravo, something like that, and and yes, but like yeah. when when really that conflict is more towards the back and then and it's really what i found what was and when i watched this a while ago that it was like kind of the characterizing of like joan crawford and sterling hayden um Mm -hmm. as they interacted about this and as sterling hayden comes to her aid and um and all the subtextual things that come out um or is just what i ended up finding out was very finding very interesting um yeah, and characterizing them in a way that uh, only uh, Nick Ray could, um, mm-hmm. who is um, one of my favorite classic Hollywood directors, um, yeah, for sure. Um, and Great usually, director. also his movies are, um, are, you know, he like like for so yeah, I'll, I'll rattle off um, some of his best movies. Um, Do it, his yeah. movies are <laughs> his movies are usually about men struggling with themselves and and this is this is not about that so it's, it, it makes it um unique and interesting in in his um in his filmography mm-hmm. like uh, other movies of his um include uh rebel without a cause bigger than life um the american friend hair um uh, they live by night, which was a movie I—I uh, I think that's his directorial debut. That's a movie I watched uh, a couple weeks back, actually, and also nice. in a in a lonely place, which is um, probably my favorite noir ever. Great movie, yeah. So yeah, the- yeah, that's a good point. Those are definitely themes within his uh, within his movies. Rebel Without a Cause, obviously starring the American James Dean. The American James Dean, <laughs> yeah. Not um, the Polish yeah. one, unfortunately. No, no, no. Missed out on him. They they tried to get him, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the, that's, uh, the dynamic between Joan Crawford and Sterling Hayden. Um, uh, just great in it. It, yeah, it, maybe... it doesn't get better. Like, they're both, like... Like Sterling Hayden is such a big presence. They're you know? both on, just on the top of their game. And as jo- so. and as Joan Crawford's going off him, you're just like, oh man, and she's she's oh. also good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, yeah uh, as their banter grows, the dynamic between them that it, it made it it made me want to 
watch it again, it made it an easily rewatchable one because um, the characters like them that are, um, I guess, so easy to enjoy exactly. while they're on screen. So, um, yeah, yeah, Johnny Guitar. Another one I can see why, why Scorsese likes it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I got around to watching it because um, definitely a favorite Western of mine now. Yeah. Uh, also, before we go to a, a commercial break, uh, <laughs> I I also really like uh, the I, I think the ending has one of those folky ending like songs at the end after the shootout. Mm-hmm. So I really I just think the ending hits really well. Like it, and it finishes the shootout just like immediately. And then all of a sudden it, something happens like and that's Johnny guitar or something like that. And you know, you know what I mean? Like how Rio Bravo ends or something like that. And yeah. Um, the ending shootout. Yeah. Haven't even brought that up yet. Um, also, um, was great. Yeah. Just, yeah, uh, it was, it was cool seeing a lot this. Of fi- lot of firepower. <laughs> a lot of firepower. They, they brought all the firepower in the ending. I tell you, but, uh, yeah, it was also nice, uh, seeing, um, and so I've been told by my my wife who uh, who listens to this podcast um, that uh, she does. Yes, <laughs> okay, shout out shout out to a fan there. Um, she she's mentioned before that I've said like, oh yeah, they're a great female character, great female, and that it's why can't they just be a great character who just you know is or a great actress who is a female? But right, um, to, to, I guess to not make it so much about. Um, well, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Basically, after all these Western movies that I love where you see, you know, Clint Eastwood and Lee Van Cleef um, mm-hmm. in a duel at the end of it, it was it was cool to see two women um, in a kind of a duel in the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, Running the action. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was uh, that, that was different because it's you had a lot of these guys who were just in the mob, um, you know, doing mob stuff <laughs> where you have these two women that are actually, you know, the main focus um, of the, of the conflict there. And yeah, I thought, yeah. And Johnny guitar isn't in the end. Yeah, exactly. Shootout, which is, yeah, it's a turn. It's not just about, um, you know, this guy um, sort of, I guess, mysterious newcomer um, that has ties with Joan Crawford. It's yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's all about her and, um, yeah, I had a great shootout too. Just, uh, just plainly had a, a great shootout um, where it's not really like cheesy for its time. You know, she blatantly gets shot like in the face, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is not like I'm not I'm not advocating for people to get shot in the face. But I mean, if it's gonna be in a in a Western movie from, but I uh, must say it works time, here. <laughs> yeah, it works perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, and the ending too. Yeah, it's Johnny Guitar. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it has all the all and, the beats of a and classic so seamlessly, Western. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, like everything we said. It uh, it's a rewatchable one for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I had to make a Western list such as you, I would uh, Johnny Guitar would for sure be in my top five westerns I've seen. Oh, sweet. So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad we covered it. Yeah, that was a good one. Um Ashes Time is also a great one. Um two great great films leading up to the Irishman here. Um and Yeah, that's our yeah. Scorsese uh 
Our Scorsese month. Scorsese month is uh, is now concluded. November was yeah, c- action packed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, no no superhero movie talk besides Joker, yeah, obviously. No but, Marvel uh, movies here. Yeah, we're not talking about Marvel, so just in honor of Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i'm excited to see the irishman now um after your glowing review yeah that's the best way for you episode. to finish off your your scorsese month so, yes so this is this podcast being recorded and by the time you're listening to this the irishman is out on netflix so uh if you can't see it in the theaters or there's not a theater close to you that's showing it watch it at home yeah uh, home theater yeah so um excited to watch that and see all the other great movies coming out this year end of a decade uh maybe we'll do a lot a lot happening best of the of the 2010s um episode coming up maybe Mm -hmm. um and soon our best of 2019 list so yeah exciting times yeah it's gonna it's gonna get it it's gonna get really exciting it's starting to get interesting (laughs) yeah (laughs) All right. Well, uh, hope you have a good Thanksgiving and Black Friday, yeah. everyone. And uh, yeah, and hope hope you enjoyed our Scorsese themed. Yes.